You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. Hello, this is Ruv English. I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company today. Now, here on Ruv English, as you might know by now, we strive to bring not just Iceland, but Ruv to the world in English. And sometimes you'll hear interviews recorded with foreign guests in English. And today is one of those days. Svetlana Chishaneskaya is the leader of the Belarus opposition. She now lives in exile in Vilnius in Lithuania. And that is where she directs her political opposition to Alexander Lushachenko, who's president of Belarus. Svetlana's husband, Sergei, is currently a political prisoner in Belarus, along with at least 1,500 others. Svetlana and their children have not seen him for three years. Recently, she got a message, though, telling her of Sergei's death in prison. But this did turn out to be false. Now, Svetlana was at the NATO summit attending and organising side events, and at one of those, she gave a special award to Iceland's Minister of Foreign Affairs, Thordis Kolbrin Gilvadotter, for her steadfast support of the democratic opposition in Belarus. Now, Ruv's Brussels correspondent, Björn Malmquist, met with Svetlana and asked her firstly if it was difficult to maintain focus on Belarus when the world's attention is largely on Ukraine. Look, I fully uh, support that all the attention is on Ukraine because Ukrainians are now fighting not only for their lands, they are fighting for all of us. And of course, uh, the uh, victory of uh, Ukraine will influence the situation in uh, Belarus as well. So, uh, but uh, I want to remind and use uh, every possible platform and fora uh, for this that uh, uh, Belarus is a key factor for security of the whole region, that don't overlook Belarus. Belarus. That's, uh, you know, it's, uh, we have humanitarian disaster in Belarus, but also we have, uh, you know, the very existence of Belarus is at stake at the moment, is a threat, and it's a threat comes from Russia and uh, Belarusian dictator. So uh, that's why we, I want uh, Belarus to be also discussed uh, when you are thinking about future uh, security architecture of uh, the region and uh, that on any negotiations about Belarus there should be uh, democratic forces presented. You obviously have vast connections within Belarus. Uh, how concerned are you and your people about the recent events concerning the Wagner mercenaries and the possible entry of Prigozhin into Belarus? How does that change things? How has it affected uh, the people there? So people in Belarus, first of all, uh, understand that uh, uh, Lukashenko is committing crime after crime. Uh, crimes against people, uh, crimes against humanity, crimes of aggression. Now he's bringing uh, military people, he's bringing a nuclear weapon, uh, Wagner attacks to our country just to create threat, first of all, to Belarusians, uh, create threats to our independence and serenity, but also he creates threats to our neighbors. And he's making uh, Belarus possible target for attack, you know, who knows. And, uh, of course, people see this disrespect. Lukashenko um, is fully unsupported by Belarusians, but they see that they sacrifices with our uh, with our um, uh, security, with uh, our nation, uh, only to stay in power, only to be loyal uh, to Putin. So he, they see that, you know, they, he doesn't take care about Belarus, about countries, about nation, only about himself. You met with Thortis Kolprun, the foreign minister of Iceland, yesterday, gave her an award. How important is it for you that ministers in the West, such as uh, Thortis Kolprun, keep talking about Belarus? 
I really appreciate all the help, assistance and solidarity we see from uh, Iceland as a country and personalities like uh, Minister and, and Prime Minister. Uh, because uh, it's very important for Belarusian people to see that we are not alone, that we are supported, that we are not abandoned and uh, such wonderful uh, people as uh, Icelandic who are so far away, you know, but they're so involved into Belarusian agenda. They really want to help. And sometimes when they hear that Iceland is a small country, you know, we can't do a lot, but look, uh, Iceland uh, is doing uh, time to time bigger things than uh, powerful countries are doing. So I really, really appreciate everything that uh, your country, that Iceland uh, is doing and just uh, I, I see that how uh, Icelandic hearts is really bleeding uh, on situation in Belarus. One last question and this may be a little personal question. I see you're holding a folder with the with the picture of your husband. Can you tell me anything about how he is doing? He's been in jail for a long time. My husband is in jail for three years uh, already, and uh, I, for three years I haven't seen him, never, and my uh, children are brought up without their daddy. But uh, if before uh, the lawyer could have possibility to uh, visit him, to see in what state he is, for four months uh, I don't know anything about him. You know, a couple of days ago there was uh, news that uh, my husband died in prison. I hoped that it was fake news because it's not the first time. Uh, and I demanded from the regime, and I was joined in this demand by international society community, by uh, different diplomats and politicians. And a couple of days ago, Propagandist uh, uh, channels published video from prison with my husband. You know, honestly speaking, I hardly recognized him because he looks... Uh, very different from what I, what I, how I remember him, and uh, it means you know, uh, political prisoners in Belarus are really kept in in human conditions. They are being tortured, they are being humiliated physically and morally every day. And uh, I uh, want uh, in a democratic world to demand release of all political prisoners because they are dying uh, there. Uh, yesterday, one more uh, person, um, a very famous Belarusian artist, died in prison. And uh, so the question how many people in prison have to die, uh, you know, to collective West uh, found the opportunity to, uh, to release at least those who are in extremely poor health condition. Svetlana Chishinovskaya, leader of the opposition in Belarus, talking to Ruv's Brussels correspondent Björn Lundqvist. This is Ruv English. I'm Darren Adam, and you can contact us anytime. English at iuv.is. You're listening to the Ruv English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is/english.